0: Hi guys, this is watching people cook, Master Chef season ten, episodes four and five. I'm Pepper Proxy,
1: and I'm David. And the first episode was called uh, Pool Party. Pool Party with, and it featured about forty five people <laughs> by my count. Not no joke. Yeah. No, least. I was
0: tickled though because former contestants came back.
1: Yeah, so it was eighteen remaining contestants from MasterChef, three judges, and I couldn't count exactly how many ex-contestants, so it had 45 speaking characters at least in the
0: episode. In addition to, um, I think, a group of hired models slash actors um, in bathing suits floating in the pool. Well,
1: someone had to lay on that unicorn that Arone blew up, (laughs) because it started with Joe shining the uh, 10th. Tenth season stand and yeah. uh, Gordon trimming his hedge maze, yeah, which grows right around his mystery box.
0: <laughs> he he likes to keep it nice and nice and tight, <laughs> nice and tight. So this is the alternative title I think to this one is also um, season salmonella because yeah, <laughs> Gordon he, says that a couple times.
1: He does, and there's a lot of raw chicken.
0: Yeah. Um, I do think that Aron. I do have to say a special shout out to Aron because he looked adorable in his casual attire, and I think he's kind of stepping up his cute game, because he's he he I, he's been looking pretty cute this season.
1: Yeah, he, he looks like he feels comfortable, too, which is good. Yes, I he agree. He doesn't seem, because for a while it seemed like he still felt like he was auditioning.
0: Maybe that was it, yeah. He,
1: this time it feels like he's more comfortable, and he's just one of the guys. Yeah.
0: And- yeah, I could see that. So we start out. Um, we'll first talk about the pool party episode four. Um, we start out with a um, a team challenge, which I'm so excited about because I do really like the team challenges, and I like the team challenges when they're large teams.
1: This is a, a huge teams. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's if they've done it the second episode of the season before, where there were only like 19 or 18 people left, this time 18. But these are giant teams.
0: Yeah, they did that with the um, kids, though, too. The, I yeah. think it was really early on in the season for MasterChef Junior. They did a big team challenge, too.
1: And when you do that, um, it's before you get to know uh, anyone's skill level for cooking. So they just... Or you just take people at their word about what they can do.
0: Well, yeah. And, I mean, I have to say, like, it it doesn't seem like it would have been. It's not like they're being challenged with very difficult things to cook. It's a burger. It's fish. And it's chicken. I mean.
1: And coleslaw. Yeah. It's, and potato chips.
0: Yeah, it's not that tough. So um, the first team that, um, is led by Sarah, who, as we know, was in the Army and has some children um, She is on the red um, team. They make fried chicken with green beans and some type of grilled pineapple. Um, they do a deep-fried cod and a teriyaki burger. And that team is um, includes Kimberly, Wuta, Jamie, Renee, Michael, Sherry, who's one of my favorites, Dorian, and Dorian. Who Dorian kind of has a couple good um, good one liners. I think this this episode. Um, and then, um, the Noah is the guy who wears the, um, overalls. How many pairs do you think he brought with him? Like there's a ton.
1: Yeah. The whole catalogs worth.
0: <laughs> are they hearts or are they just like,
1: I can't tell. I, I can't tell I don't they're... know. They're, they're big though.
0: Yeah. He's worn, <laughs> they are big. He's worn gray. He's worn Navy. I think there's like a Carhartt color, um, He has a lot of cover overalls.
1: There's Carhartt brown.
0: That's what I, yeah, that's the Carhartt color. It's kind of like a brownish kind of mustard color. So anyway, um, he's um, Captain Coconut, and his team makes um, fried chicken thighs, also has a um, cod dish. I think it's maybe some kind of tropical coconut something, and they make a turkey burger, and that team um, has Sam, who is the attorney, um, Fred, a.k.a. Howie Mandel, um, Ket, who is the um, woman that they, I called her Ket because that's what they were calling her, like a abbreviation of her name, which is Katuro, I think. Um, she's British and she makes the fish. Evan um the guy from last week that I said isn't one of my favorites. Suba, Nick, Brie, and Liz. Um, so we kind of kind of start out with a little bit of they like to show like the screw ups first and then. Um, in typical Master Chef fashion, then they show the rebound. Right. Um, but one one of the screw ups from the red from Sarah's team that I thought was just insane was they show um, I can't remember who it was maybe Dorian um, whoever's on chicken or Kimberly I think it was Kimberly removing the skin. Before deep frying the chicken. Yeah,
1: that was an odd. That was odd. It's like doing prep for no reason. Because I don't know why you would remove the skin from a chicken wing.
0: From a leg. It was the leg. You or would leg. never remove a chicken skin from a fried chicken. Unless it was some type of like dietary yeah. thing. Or and if you pork, were going to
1: cook you, it in a way where it was going to turn rubbery. Because sometimes, you know, the skin. But even that. I mean, cause For if,
0: deep fried chicken, it seems odd to do that. Yes. And poor Wuta, the vegetarian, who we, he, we learn he's a vegetarian once again, and then maybe five more times <laughs> this week. Yes. But he's like, yeah, I don't, I've never, I don't make fried chicken, so I'm just following the lead of the person I'm partnered with. So, um, so that, that happens. Yeah. Um, And then kind of the early on um, screw up from the blue team is, it looks like Fred just puts so much dried red chili in his Thai sauce that um, they kind of can't even taste it.
1: No, and uh, probably for the first time in his life, he's called insanely hot.
0: (laughs) Well, he feels so bad (laughs) that he said his his self-talk, is pretty negative because yes. he says, "I feel like putting my head in the deep fryer." That would like, be
1: painful, and it whoa. wouldn't kill you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it could.
1: Well, if you kept it in there long enough. But as we learned with those, uh, the fried chicken, the outside cooks long before the inside.
0: Oh geez, oh my goodness! So we hear some. Um, the raw chicken comes back from the models hanging out at the pool um, on the red team. During the cook, Sarah, the team captain, falls super quiet. And I couldn't tell if that was partly editing or that she really didn't um, have a lot to say.
1: I don't know. It looked like they just edited people calling her name together a lot. I That's think there what was, I thought. I think there was one moment where Chef Ramsay called her name and she didn't answer because yeah. he reacted to it. But the other ones, it just seemed like people were talking to her and... They just edited out her reply. That's
0: what I felt, too. It did seem like Michael was a little bit frustrated with her. Um, and he ends up sending raw burgers to the pass. But then it feels like she kind of pops back into being G.I. Jane, according to Dorian. And they do okay.
1: Yeah, they do all right.
0: Um, so um, on Noah's team, the blue team... Um, it really felt to me that Sam and Evan were having some major issues with Noah as the leader.
1: Yeah, and well, Noah, Noah um, at least in the talking head, announced himself as an alpha with direct communication um, when he first started, which I wouldn't start with that. Yeah. If yeah. I ever described it myself, no. <laughs> no, yeah. I, if I wanted to be a leader, I wouldn't say I should be the leader because I'm an alpha.
0: No, yeah, that's, that's not That's a good. real odd yeah.
1: way to describe yourself. Um, and uh, I think Sam and Evan both think of themselves as alphas too. Yeah. But they're alphas um, in a more socially acceptable way. Yeah. Um,
0: Especially Sam. I mean, he's an attorney, so I think he knows how to kind of exert himself when needed and also maybe be a slightly manipulative because it did feel like, to me, those two guys were s- trying to sabotage Noah, even to the point where Sam says, if we win, it's on no- Noah. If we lose, it's it's no- on Noah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I, I also have to say, I don't think uh, it doesn't feel like Noah's used to being around people as smart and accomplished yeah. as he is. Yeah. So he's he's um overplaying his hand. Yeah. Uh, in that sense. But I also have to say I, I honestly like it's it's not like chef ramsay was saying, "Oh, you need to communicate more or no, I actually anything. think
0: Noah has watched the show and he yeah. is trying to like meet all the expectations or even exceed the expectations for being a team leader. And I do think he's going to maybe hopefully calm down a little bit, but it also was pretty telling that Noah was telling Evan pull the burgers and Evan knew they were raw and come on, it's turkey, so you can't sell, you know, sell raw turkey. Um, but Evan pulled them anyway, knowing that they were raw, without speaking up. So that definitely felt like a little sabotage to me.
1: Yeah, and and um, Noah eventually ended up going on that station yeah. himself and cooking. But um, I also want to say when they introduced that dish, Aron said... For the health conscious, we're going to have a turkey burger. Nobody wants a turkey burger at a cookout. Nobody,
0: and the only, del- only even slightly passable turkey burgers are ones that aren't healthy because they're the meat is like a combination of um, dark meat, turkey skin to add like fat and like some flavor. So it's not like they're any better for you in my opinion than just like a typical beef burger.
1: Yeah, the only reason that you would want it is if you were avoiding beef.
0: Yeah, which a lot of people don't like to eat any type of red meat. So I get that. Yeah. Um and then we also see um Soba is snack- doing a lot of snacking. Yeah. We see him eat some green beans. <laughs> we see him eat some watermelon. Um and then at one point Gordon says what are you doing? You might as well go water that palm tree. And he does.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which was nice. Um, we did miss one thing, though, because Gordon Ramsey did take the turkey burger and throw it at the wall.
0: Oh, yeah, I know how much you like a turkey toss. I do. Or a burger toss yes. in, in total, in general. So the thing that I was tickled about was, was seeing some of the former contestants. Um, so Emily, Tommy, Caesar, which you know I loved him. Um, come back. There's Jason from Season 8, um, Brandy from Season 7, DeAndre from Season 7, Sam, Jeff, Derek, who was, I didn't even recognize Derek because he kind of had a nude hairstyle mm-hmm. from Season 6. Um, it was good to see Courtney, who actually won Season 5. Um, Becky from season three, who I didn't recognize at all. And then they also showed two different clusters of rando former contestants and asks their And, and I think it was Joe or Gordon asked their opinion. I didn't recognize a single one of them. No. Did you?
1: No. Okay. You, you didn't need to ask that question.
0: I know, I didn't. <laughs> um, I know, I didn't, but I did anyway. So um, the blue team wins, they do. But Joe later calls it a dirty... I think he said... I think it was Joe, and I think it was a dirty win, but I could be misquoting him. No,
1: it's, he said it was a dirty win. <laughs>
0: because they, did, it, it, they weren't that successful either. No. Okay, so they have to cook... The red team has to cook in the elimination challenge, and then the blue team, as part of their winning, they get to jump into the pool? Is, I hope they took the mic packs off. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they actually all jumped in the pool. The only woman that they showed, according to you, was Liz.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I don't think they all jumped in.
1: I, I don't know. They didn't show a big overhead shot of the pool, and there weren't uh, inflatable unicorns involved. <laughs> I think it's funny that they have that unicorn because it's also for sale at our uh, local Safeway.
0: That thing is so effing big; it takes up the whole. What's the, what are the ro- the shelves called? The whole top part of a shelf unit at the Safeway.
1: I know it's huge, and Arone must have spent at least forty-five minutes blowing it up.
0: He's got strong lungs. <laughs> that Arone does. He must not smoke. Um, so. We do have, um, Katura does get a shout-out. She's the only contestant on that team that gets a shout-out for being um, a, a great cook because she did a really good job with the fish. Um, and then, unfortunately, not only does the red team have to cook, but somebody from the blue team. And Noah picks that person.
1: And it's uh, Suba. Who yeah. I believe he's ac- accidentally called Subaru several times during the episode.
0: Yeah, that kind of seemed pretty condescending from, like, Noah. Do you think he was trying to, like... You know how some dudes, like, try to give other guys nicknames?
1: Well, this is my thing about Noah, is all of his jokes that he makes are cultural references. And he makes them in quick quick order, like he did a Lord of the Rings reference, mm-hmm. followed by... Um, uh, uh, Mike Myers, Austin Powers reference. And then he, he made jokes about Suba, which are like old jokes. He's well, one, he said he belonged in a retirement home. He said he was like a blind person in a round room and like he had a, a seeping head injury.
0: I thought that, well, I think it was a closed, a closed head injury. Oh. Um that's not seeping. But that the head injury joke actually made me giggle a little bit. Um, but the other jokes kind of fell flat for me. But at least I all I can say is at least Noah's trying. And I might have a different opinion later on. I'm not against Noah. Because that type of like dude usually I'm not a huge fan of, but I just think at least he's trying. He's come to this competition with some material prepared. Yeah.
1: And like I said, I don't think it's bad. I just think it's turned up too much. Yeah. He just needs to dial it back a little bit. It's not bad. It's just, and I have to say, too, like I probably, even in the talking head segment, wouldn't have done three jokes about Suba wandering around
0: yeah I almost think maybe Noah and Suba will um if Suba is not eliminated this show um they might buy it might be one of those redemption stories where they were kind of adversaries at first and then later they're paired together in some type of like um duo cooking challenge and then they become like
1: Suba a little stars
0: yeah Suba stars Suba, Suba stars. <laughs> I hope that's their storyline. I hope that is. Okay, so during the Elimination Challenge, so that's the first show. That's um, episode four. And then episode five, which was on um, the next night.
1: Starts with a prank.
0: (laughs) You want to tell us about the prank?
1: Well, Gordon Ramsay, in one of his Ramsay superpowers, uh, uses a blindfold to cut a chicken apart.
0: Yeah, to break it down.
1: But... It didn't look like a real blindfold to me. The other people's blindfolds look like real blindfolds. Gordon Ramsay's looked like, was shaped to fit his face, so it looked like one of the fake blindfolds that um, music, magicians and mentalists sometimes use. Oh. Not to say that he couldn't do it with his eyes shut. He sh-
0: absolutely could I, do it with I, his I eyes I just closed. am
1: saying, I don't think the insurance company is going to pay for Gordon Ramsay oh. to put on a blindfold and do it. I, and I, he didn't look down. He wasn't looking down yeah. at it either. So, But I just, it looked like a magician's blindfold yeah. that he wore. And then, um, so then they told all of the contestants that were up for elimination, all 10 of them, that they were going to have to do it. And then they had three medics come out. So they were like, (laughs) we're going to need them. And then um, Renee used one of your uh, favorite words, which she said, "Um, I'm going to lose a phalange. Phalangea oh, yeah, no. In her talking head, yeah. she
0: said phalange. I was like, oh, and good then, girl.
1: And then um, they they went really far with it because it, well, they they actually started the timer and people made some cuts before they told them it was a joke.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Maybe those um, medics, quote unquote, were um, insurance adjusters.
1: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs>
0: Um, but it also gives you a little bit more respect, even though we had a lot of respect for Christine anyway, the former winner who was um, uh, visually impaired. Like, yeah. man, talk about <laughs> a talent!
1: She did all of those challenges. Um, it, they did. They did a little bit of of adjustment for her, but not much. No,
0: no, good. Good on her. Yeah. Um. So the first part of this um, is they have to break down the chickens. Um, so we don't have to like go into a lot, but Dorian, I love one of Dorian's things, um, which she said was, I'm not going home on that. Um, she was really proud of her carcass. She is not going home. She actually makes it up to the balcony in this first round because she did such a good job. Um, Wuta has never broken down a chicken in his life. Why? Because he's a vegetarian. Who would have known?
1: I know. It, you would think that a vegetarian would just buy some chickens and just chop them to pieces to practice.
0: You, you would the... practice. Yeah. Um, Sarah <laughs> is shaking. She's really nervous. And she doesn't do well in the, the breaking down in the chicken. Um, Suba does well. And he's the first person finished. But... He leaves too much meat on the carcass.
1: He could invite another whole family over to eat.
0: Yeah, isn't that what Joe said? Um, Kimberly really struggles. That's all I wrote about Kimberly. Um, Jamie, the fisherman, um, did a really good job. And he is one of the few that's sent up to the balcony. Um Michael also does a very good job, and he's sent to the balcony. And I have to say, I think Michael might be one to watch. Yeah. Um, He did well in the team challenge, even though he set up some raw burgers, but he did well. Um, He had good communication. He did well in this challenge, and they haven't featured him very much, so I'm thinking he might be one. Micah? Well, yeah. Not not Michael. Not Micah. The the phony. Michael. Oh, okay. Michael, the guy with the beard.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, Sherry, one of my favorites, she struggles. She's going to have to cook later. And then we talk about Micah. Um, (laughs) So when the judges come to Micah, they asked him if he put his blindfold back on. His chicken was broken down so poorly. It was. Um, And then Renee, they asked Renee, how, how does she think she's... Done during the butchering of the chicken, she says. I think ninety or ninety-five percent. Ninety, a minus. Yeah, um, but unfortunately, unfortunately, she leaves the ass. Their words, not mine. The ass is as one of the pieces, as well as the spine. Mm-hmm. So she she didn't do as well as she thought.
1: Mm, spiny.
0: Okay, so the remaining contestants. Three were sent to the balcony, and then the remaining contestants must, must cook a chicken dish in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Which totally seems reasonable, right?
1: Yeah. I think it, I mean, especially like, well, some of them had bad pieces, so they had some more butchering to do. Yeah,
0: but that is on them.
1: Yeah. As Wuta says, um, even with sloppy meat, you can make something <laughs> awesome.
0: I, I miss that. I miss that I had the, okay, here's the thing. professional chefs have no respect for chicken they 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 always are down on the chicken.
1: yeah I, well, I think that um I think that it basically has the flavor you give it the yeah. the chicken does so it doesn't have its own flavor and chicken is great. it's just not it's not an ingredient that you can show off. It's hard to make chicken the star of your dish because you put a sauce on it or, you know, it's part of a sandwich or you deep fry it. Yeah. It's not something where it's just like, mmm, this this plain piece of chicken. Like, you wouldn't cook it, you know, the same way you would a steak.
0: Right, but good chicken... Is phenomenal, like roasted. Sure. There's a dish I, I had a restaurant down in San Francisco. They do a roast chicken, and it has a bread stuffing and like a vinegar, um, vinegar based jus. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best things I've ever had in my life.
1: And we've talked about how back in the seventies, chicken dinner was just a thing. Yeah. Like, you knew exactly what that was. You didn't need to say anything else.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And a couple people do make chicken dinner, Um, including Sarah makes a version of the chicken dinner. She makes fried chicken with celery root, a slaw, uh, and celery puree. Um, I thought it was interesting. She said she was having trouble reading the judges' faces.
1: Well, I I would say that's because um, she is an expert at reading reactions and... They're not having any reaction because they've done this for ten seasons. Yeah. <laughs> so they're bringing food out in front of them, and she's looking for a reaction from them, and they're like, "Another dish." Yeah. <laughs> so, but
0: she she had um, she had one of the best dishes of the night. Yeah, and, and she's it, it looked tied, good yeah, too. Yeah, well, because she used pickle juice and buttermilk, so that's good. Suba makes a southern Indian curry dish with dry spices. He was having a really difficult time during the cook, um, but he was happy to present his dish.
1: Yeah, and they said it it looked terrible, but it tasted great.
0: Yeah, um, it, I, I maybe I'm mispronouncing it. Um, Chettinad is the dish. Don't I'm curious about it. I want to try it. Not only is it great, Joe says it's suba duba good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he had the fourth best dish of the night. So it was his little redemption.
1: I was less interested in the chicken dish and more interested in the cabbage and peas. Yeah. Like that looked interesting to me.
0: Yeah, Um, Renee makes her granny's fried chicken, mashed potatoes, gravy and biscuits. Um, We hear the first time of this episode, this is me on a plate.
1: Which is good. And it turns out she is wet taters.
0: Her taters are soggy.
1: Mm-hmm. She's that's probably her husband's nickname for her soggy taters.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I really do like Renee. She just squeaks by. Um, she's in the bottom. Um, Sherry makes tandoori chicken. She also starts a little fire in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordon wants to challenge her because he keeps saying, "Why are you cooking for your mother-in-law?" Mm-hmm. Um. But um, she made it some kind of uh, foam chutney because her chutney didn't turn out. And the judges disagreed. Two of them liked it. So Aron and Gordon, mm-hmm. uh, Joe liked it. And then Gordon said it was, you know, bringing the plate down. And Joe wants to steal her potato recipe.
1: Yeah. And, and as you said, Gordon Ramsey does a little of his Gordon Ramsey therapy session like you would if he was visiting a kitchen somewhere.
0: Yeah. He was. I thought he was pretty kind to her, though. He yeah. was kind of teasing her.
1: Yeah, he wanted to bring it out of her.
0: And she's from Minnesota. Yeah. So, um, so she says, yes, I know how to make um, Midwestern food. So um, hopefully we'll see more from Sherry, because you know how much I like her. Mm-hmm. She gets one of the... Her and Sarah are best dish of the night, which yeah. I love seeing two women win that. And then Micah makes Coco Vaughn. Um, And this is the thing with him. Again, Greyhound bus guy. um, He says, Coco Von tastes like home to him. And I challenged that. And felt really confusing to hear him say that. And it seemed like Joe kind of smelled a little BS with that as well. Um, But also when he was preparing it, Joe says... I think he's maybe making chicken sangria or some reference to chicken sangria because he used so much red wine. And then Joe asks, have you ever had it? And then Micah says, well, I've made it for myself and my uncle's made it for me. I just smell, something seems so fishy with Micah.
1: Yeah, it's, and um, I also, after um, Sadie from Seattle and and uh, Micah, they both said Julia Child. Was a big
0: a influence, big influence
1: yeah. on them, and where are they watching Julia Child? Is um, it on YouTube?
0: Must be on YouTube. But when when I was a little baby, Pepper, it was on PBS. Right. But,
1: but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's not like because I would assume like uh, the cooking channel or one of those channels would pick it up and show no. it, and they haven't. No. So I haven't seen it anywhere. I mean, yeah. it, it might be out there available. But it just was odd to me that another person was saying Julia Child was a big influence on them.
0: Um, Well, I know um, towards the end of her life, she did a show with Jacques Pepin. And that was on PBS, I believe. And that would be... I think Micah would have been able to watch that. um, But I don't even think Sadie was born at that point. So good question. Um,
1: But I agree. he's, He's crazy. He seems like not a real...
0: He's a. It he feels like he's a ringer to me. And,
1: and I looked up kitchen porter. Yeah. And it's a British term. Um, they do use it in the U.S., but it's yeah. not a common term in the U.S. Because basically, what it is is you run all of the um, non-cooking parts of a kitchen, except like to prep. the
0: tables.
1: Well, like you run prep. You oh. run. You make sure the fridges are working. You okay. do all of that. So you're. You're, it's an important part and it's something that chefs consider to be important, okay. but it's not a well-paid position. It's basically a manager of, of the entry level people.
0: Yeah. It's like to get experience probably and to work your way up. That's interesting. So I wonder what restaurant in Michigan uses the term kitchen porter. I'm sure there are some, but, um, there's something, there's something fishy about this guy to me. Um, it's um the judges say it's not Coco vin, but it is the third best dish of the night. Mhm. Um and then we go to Kimberly the shoe designer. Um she makes roasted chicken and rice with a pureed mushroom sauce.
1: Mhm. You
0: know what I wrote down? uh mm. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: she juiced those mushrooms. <laughs>
0: What was the one from the kids that you said that was a smoothie? It was so
1: funny. It was like oysters or something.
0: Yeah, it was a crab cake smoothie, maybe. That's what it was, yep. And I think Che was the one who actually won. I think Che made the smoothie. But anyway, that was still one of my favorite jokes you made from the last season. Thanks. Um, So, um, I think Gordon's... or. Joe says, "You know what you made? You made mushroom flavored cottage cheese."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which was kind compared to what Gordon says cuz Gordon says it's like cold vomit. Yeah.
1: And it's <laughs> like
0: warm vomit's better than cold vomit. <laughs>
1: it's like well, it's not it's not vomit. It's like next morning vomit.
0: Ugh. Gross. Vomit's so gross anyway. Um so um Aron is a lot more kind and just says it's off putting. Right. I've liked Arone this this episode because he hasn't pulled out if I have to give some negative feedback and it just seems like he's maybe more himself. I think you're right. Yeah. Um so this this dish sends her home.
1: Yeah, we say goodbye to Kimberly.
0: We say goodbye to Kimberly. So any parting thoughts from you, David?
1: Um I was heartened to hear that Kimberly will continue to cook. Yeah. And uh, based on the coming attractions for next week, it looks like they're going to continue with the giant group challenge in the first episode of the week. And then the second episode will be an elimination challenge. Yeah. Which, to stretch, means they're going to have to come up with... um, something like the prank for every episode from now on. So I would be looking for what they do at the beginning uh, or end of the elimination show to stretch it out.
0: Yeah, so maybe what are the um, the fillers?
1: Yeah, because like in the kids show, it was the dump or them pretending to stretch pasta or yeah. whatever the thing was, but they can't quite get away with just that. You know, so I don't know what they're going to... They're going to do maybe um, blindfold Suba and put him in a round room.
0: (laughs) Poor Suba. I felt bad for him. I did too. I I like that guy. I would
1: say, though, if, if, uh, if I had seen him, if the footage was true that they showed, if I had seen him... At that cookout, I would assume he, he was a guest who wandered over to see how it was going rather <laughs> yeah, than a participant I, in the show.
0: I I agree. I agree. The other thing I was excited about, I know we're running a little long, but I was excited when you said the sponsor of the show. Who was the sponsor of the show?
1: Um, I didn't write it down, but it was. A,
0: Lodge, I think you said. Lodge Cast Iron.
1: Was one of, the, one of the sponsors of the show, which is why they were featuring Cast Iron Skillet so much.
0: I like to see a cast iron skillet recipe, and um, if I could just give a little shout out to Claire from um, Bon Appetit, the YouTube on um, their YouTube shows are phenomenal. You guys all should watch because I've learned um, a couple really great recipes. But Claire does a, ca- a cast iron home homemade pizza at home, and boy. It was. It's really good.
1: It is delicious, and uh, it, you make a great version of it, Pepper.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So um, check that out if you if you want to. And um, I guess we will talk to you guys next week.
1: Oh boy! <laughs> Bye. Bye.